This podcast was brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on Sirius XM. We are speaking with Arabi Akari, Senior Vice President of Marketing for Tough Mudder. And Arabi, I love what you just said. I have to say it because I make this distinction in my class all the time, the what versus the why, and kind of the mm. classic idea that uh, Simon Sinek talks about. You know, People don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. And the mission of the company and what it stands for as being a very important connecting point to consumers. I love this idea of building that in explicitly into the marketing. And it sounds like what you're trying to do is, is also kind of bring in the influencer community of folks that are like really passionate yeah. advocates of the of the Absolutely. race right and and let let them sort of like co-create and co-market with you yes exactly and i would say that's one of the things i think that we've done pretty well is we build what we call our tough mutter ambassadors because we have such a passionate you know um and loyal community and really tapping into them to not just help us do marketing but they've been tremendous at bringing in you know like new people into the community and just you know new customers um and they're the ones that i think that you know we've had a a series of i think over the years again i've been here for a bit uh where we haven't gotten things right and they're the ones Mm. that sort of defend the brand as well not because we ask them to but because they help explain to some of the other customers in the community, like, hey, guys, take a step back. This is why they're doing it. I'm happy to share more about that. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that is definitely been, I think, a key part of our success, not just in terms of getting the word out, but also just in terms of brand management overall and perception. I think they've played a pretty critical role mm-hmm. um, in that as well. Uh, two quick questions. I want to uh, definitely return back to this question of, of defend, defending the brand because this is a huge point. But I want to kind of ask a quick question because when you describe the Spartan, the Spartan uh, customer, they sounded yeah. very different. Is there an overlap? What's the? Do you have data on the percent of overlap people who will do the Spartan race and the Tough Mudder race, or are there kind of like different groups? No, I mean there definitely is overlap, right? I mm-hmm. mean, there's about twenty three percent of our customers run some sort of Spartan. They have different formats, but some Spartan event, mm-hmm. um, which is definitely you know it's, it's a significant number of people, mm-hmm. um, and I think that 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 makes sense because there is a portion, right? Like we have de- different, obviously, customer segments. There's absolutely a portion that are very much in the racing community and optical courses of any kind, and they're doing the full gamut. They're doing Spartan, Tough Mudder, Warrior Dash, anything, you name it, and they're all about, you know, partaking in all of them. That being said, I think they sort of, usually what you'll see is they sort of pick a, not a favorite, but like the one that they that resonates the most with them, even if they are mm-hmm. running other events. And so mm-hmm. even our Tough Mudder ambassadors, it's not to say that they're not running a Spartan event, that's absolutely that I would expect them to in some terms of some of them and where their interests lie. But um, I think that's different participation and sort of like where your loyalty and advocacy lies is also a different thing. Mm-hmm. I love this point about the TMAs, the Tough Mudder Ambassadors. I want you to speak on this because I, I preach this in the class constantly, Arabi. I always talk about the fact that when you make when, when you are smart as a brand to connect with a consumer in terms of their perceived alignment of their values and your values, what you stand for, what they believe they stand for, that the psychological concept of self almost merges, it fuses. And this Tough Mudder ambassador, this is part of who I am. So they're going to go out and defend. That's absolutely a, actually just a beautiful thing, right? That they will actually go out there and they'll be soldiers, if you will, uh, kind of t- talk, speak on this because I, I love when this occurs out there in in brand communities. Yeah, sure. So I think that so I mean I think the best example where this happened and we first saw it in action was so again so we started off Tough Mudder uh, with our traditional uh, Tough Mudder event which is ten to twelve miles. Um, as you can imagine, that is 
somewhat of a niche offering in terms of the number of people that are willing to run such such a far distance and do that many obstacles. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we wanted to do was figure out a way for more people to get access to the Tough Mudder community, the lifestyle, everything that we were building that was a little bit more accessible. Um, so a few years after Tough Mudder started, we introduced what we called the Tough Mudder Half. Um, and that was basically what it sounds like, half the distance <laughs> and more or less half the obstacles. Mm-hmm. And what we saw from a big portion of customers was how could you do this? Oh, interesting. Drive with what you know, oh, interesting. customers are about. Okay. Um, but what you had was a very strong other contingency of people who was like, guys, you're not looking at this the right way. Mm-hmm. When Tough Mudder does this, we're bringing more people into our community. Uh... And it's our job as the leaders of this community to show people what it's about, mm-hmm. to help them on course when they're on that half, because the courses will be intertwined. Mm-hmm. Uh, so some people view that as a negative, and there's a strong community saying that's a positive. We're bringing more people into the Mudder Nation fold, as we call it. And that's that's better for everyone. Like We want more people to feel this and experience this, and then they're going to come back, and they're going to run that next event. They're going to hopefully upgrade and come back right. and do the full event. But we can't think about it so much as, oh, oh that's know, interesting. not diluting the brand. right? Mm-hmm. Like All the principles we still stand for in mm-hmm. terms of you know, teamwork, um, personal accomplishment, that's all still true in this new format. And preserving that was really important. And so the, um, but the, I think that's where we saw those people defending us in terms of, you know, like give, giving the context and perspective to another group of the community that didn't see it that way. And that was tremendously helpful um, in terms of not just us saying it. Obviously, we can say that all day long, but for the community itself to advocate for that as well. I love that idea because let me ask you this. So the, the, the Tough Mudder halves, are they part, are they subsets of the, of the, the, the were the events merged or were they separate events? Events. So they're, mer- so they're merged. So initially they were separate, but they were merged. And so, so today what we have now is actually we have two events. We have the Tough Mudder Classic, which is your original mm-hmm. sort of 10-mile course. And we have now Tough Mudder 5K. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, we launched the 5K last year, and it had such tremendous success. And so last year we had the 5K, the half, and the, the Tough Mudder full course. And as you can imagine, that was a lot of options and getting a little bit confusing for people. So what we've done in 2019 is we've said, okay, there's two things. There's the 5K, which is very easy for people to understand. It's had tremendous growth, very you know, um, lower lower barriers to entry in terms of an entry point, and we have the classic event, which we want to see people upgrading to um, mm-hmm. as their second and third event. I love this idea is that the Tough Mudder uh, ambassador stepped in because they understood the value system, Arabia, and yeah. they said, listen, this is about encouragement. This is about empowering the community, growing the community. We are stronger uh, as we get bigger, all of these things. So you got to understand, yeah. like, it's so intimidating, perhaps, that if you, if you, this half, this, this, this half, Tough Mudder half is the, actually an sort of an entree point into the community, yeah. right? So why not embrace it? This is what the Tough Mudder ambassadors are saying. Why not embrace it? Why not uh, celebrate it, right? Exactly. That's exactly right. I love that. Have you guys ever, I'm going to throw this out there. Have you ever thought about doing a Tough Mudder for kids? Because when you, when mud, you know, I kind of think about, you know, could you, could you re? Could you reimagine? We have one. Uh, yeah, okay. We have one. <laughs> you do? Okay, it's interesting. Mini Mudder. Mini? It's called Mini Mudder. Yeah. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. Tell us about Mini Mudder. So it's basically a little shorter one-mile course with a series of obstacles that are, you know, based on the inspiration of the obstacles on course. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do it as young as five years old now. Oh, wow. lower the limits on that to make it more accessible. Uh, my daughter is going to run her first Mini Mudder in a few weeks, actually. She's very excited about that. Um, and, yeah, we actually, this just last week, we also launched Rough Mudder. So we you now it's a full family affair. You've got everything from the... Rough Mudder, Mini Mudder, 5K, and the Classic, there's something for everyone. Interesting. And so tell us, when. when is the next, is there an event in Philly coming up? Or, or? There is. Okay, there tell is us about that. Event. 
May 18th and 19th. And that's actually we're going to have our first Rough Mudder for Dogs for the season. That's the <laughs> debut of that. Um, Interesting. So Philly is actually one of our biggest markets. Uh-huh. Um, and we have not just the 5K and sort of the events that I talked about, but that's also where we have one of our overnight competitive competitive events that we do, which is a 12-hour overnight toughest mutter. Um, Interesting. Which, again, mm. I would say is much more catered to like some of those elite athletes that are very, you know, much more into the competitive running. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to have one of those events too. So, yeah, that's actually, I mean, for anyone that is listening in an affiliate area, definitely come by the event. Um, it's going to be a really awesome experience. And where is I'll it? There as well. May, May 18th is the date, right, Rabia? That's right. Excellent. That's very, very cool. We're running over time. Got about a minute left. Tell us a little bit about kind of, you, you mentioned a bunch of really cool things that are part of the brand. What are some of the cool things you're looking at three to five years down the road in terms of continuing this uh, trajectory of success? Sure. So I, mean, I think some of the things that we started to foray into um, is really figuring out, like, we have all this tremendous content, and we've, you know, we've figuring out how we can sort of monetize that. Mm-hmm. So we've definitely done some partnerships, which you may have seen, with um, broadcast television. So we've had shows on CBS, CW, but I think really thinking about what are other OTT platforms, what are other ways that we can start distributing our content in a way that we may not have previously looked at, especially with the evolving media landscape that's out there. So I think that's definitely on the horizon. Um, I think the second thing for us, which is, I mean, where we're seeing a ton of growth and will continue to be a focus in the next few years is um, international expansion. Mm, um, mm-hmm. Do that through a licensing model. We're going to have mm. over 23 new countries this year just based on that model alone and so much more interest and demand coming through on that front. So that's going to be a very big focus for us. Um, and I think that on um, partnerships as well, similarly, like we have some awesome partners lined up this year and sponsors of our event. Um, we have Chipotle, Chewy, we've got Everyman Jack, Soap and Glory. We've got, I think, a lot more that we're going to pursue in terms of new verticals and non-endemics in, in that space as well. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that just in general, I think that one of the things that in the next three to five years, like so much is going to change on social media, right? And I think that that's um, where Tough Mudder like, has had most of its success has been, as you can imagine, on a platform. We're a very visual brand. We're very much a word-of-mouth brand and people sharing stuff. Um, so I think that that's a place where we're going to probably invest a little bit more than we may have in the past in terms of making sure that we're sort of staying at the forefront of some of those trends as they continue to evolve. Very, very cool stuff. Ravi Akari, thank you so much for joining me tonight. It was great to have you, you on the program. I appreciate you. Listeners, if you're interested in learning more about Rabia, simply head over to toughmutter.com or follow them on Twitter at Tough Mutter. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu. 